Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned in to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and check out our website by searching www.thesecretteachings.info.info where you'll find our full show archive, the montage archive as well, along with all of our show topics. You'll find the promotional material, all the promo pics, and you can look at those ahead of time to get an idea of what the next night's show will entail. You'll also find our top news section, And you'll find merchandise. I never promote merchandise. We don't really talk a lot about that, but we do have things like t-shirts. We have the Moth Mam t-shirt, and my Occult Arcana book cover is also a t-shirt. Not the actual, like, book, but the artwork for it. The Secret Teachings logo, and, of course, what at one point was a a pretty famous uh, sticker t-shirt, you could get it on anything. The uh, blue rooster chicken <laughs> piece of art that, is, of course, is a reference to uh, an individual, a couple of individuals, uh, the Wilcock and the No Good and the Slayer, uh, those three <clears throat> particular individuals. That was a very popular shirt and uh, sticker at one point. Uh, I guess people still know about the blue rooster robot chicken hen things. Uh, that's an alien topic. It's uh, I don't it, I don't know, <laughs> but that's on there. If you want to get a T-shirt, uh, that's the merchandise. We don't really make any more than like a dollar fifty off of this stuff, so I don't promote it for money. But if you would like to get something like that uh, and you like the art, you can do that at the secretteachings.info. Click on merchandise, you'll see it. Uh, I've adjusted a few things on the website. You'll see every one of my books, all three books, has their own page. And I've updated those with new pictures and new descriptions. Some of the prices have changed because the books have expanded. So Occult Arcana is a little bit more expensive, but it's also a bigger book now. Uh, And there's new images in it. And so I've only expanded the price to relate to the printing costs of the book. Same with Food Philosophy and the Technological Elixir. Uh, They didn't really go up in price. They're pretty much the same thing. You can find those all on the website. And I wanted to take just a moment to explain how the archives work in relation to tonight's subject matter. If you go to the main show archive, that is going to be all of the shows that we've done here on the Fringe FM. So I think there have been like over 400 plus in the last two years and a a bit of pocket change. Then you'll find the archives for 2018 going back to 2015 14 and 13, 
all of that is for subscribers except for 2014 and 2013 before we really became professional. Those archives are free to kind of browse around and listen to. We did some interviews back then as well. Uh, there's a free archive for sample shows. I made a little collection of sample shows. Some of our best shows, best interviews are in there. There's also a tab for all of the Cosmic Scam shows. We, we've interviewed people like Stephen Cambion, Joe from the Carolinas, and others. And then we have a new free tab, a new free archive, if you want to check it out. It's called What Really Makes You Ill. And it includes all the interviews we've done with Don Lester and David Parker, authors of the book by that name. It also includes an interview that we did with Dr. Andrew Kaufman and a handful of shows that I've done myself that I felt were very important that I've placed into that free archive. And it, you don't have to be a subscriber. It's totally free. You just click on it and you can listen and you can even download the shows in that archive. You just have to go to the website, find the portion of the archive, and hit the download button. That's all you have to do. You can also listen to it there. You don't always have to download it. You can read the uh, show notes for that show if there is a description of the show. And again, it's all free. And I do that because I really want to provide certain types of content totally for free because it's very important. It's vital. It's critical. And having had the opportunity and to be candid, the pleasure of hosting this radio show for now a decade, professionally about five to six years, uh, or at least be being on radio for over a decade, but hosting this show for about five to six years, uh, seven when we started The Secret Teachings, I have, I have actually had conversations with listeners who have told me that whether it's because of something like sugar or it's something like, you know, soda and sugar obviously plays into that. Or it's simply motivation to change something in their life uh, that this show has helped them. Now, that doesn't make us any more special than any other radio show. You know, people listen. I listen to radio shows and they help me. They help me find information. I might hear a host mention something. I go research it for myself and find find that that content or you know I've listened to people like uh, Dr. Nancy Appleton I'm not sure if she's passed away she was very elderly the last time I spoke with her but we've interviewed Dr. Nancy Appleton a handful of times and I can tell you that when I read her books a book called Suicide by Sugar I read this thing and it just I it, I didn't think that it was going to have such an effect but when I read it and I saw the, the, the information uh, on the dangers of sugar consumption, processed sugars, I, and tonight's show is not about sugar, so don't run away yet. But I read this thing and it just like changed my life. I, I, I just cut out sugar, at, at least in the large quantities that I had been eating it. And that was one of the last things I really cut out of my, my daily routine and I remember I used to buy these like giant five-gallon jugs, or it was a huge jug of apple juice at a Whole Foods in Boise. And when I, I when I learned about the dangers of sugar and that how much I was eating and and just how much I was consuming, I, I said 
That's it. And I said, I'm going to drink the rest of this apple juice, but I'm going to dilute it. So I started diluting it. I weaned myself off of it, and I pretty much went cold turkey. And there have been times over the years, the last couple of years, where I've, you know, I got into like a cookie rut where I had, I had some cookies or I got into a rut where I had some, like, I had those, those little like protein slash, I guess they're called nutrition bars. I don't really think either one of those words should promote them, but it was like a peanut butter oat, peanut butter chip, like peanut butter chip, chocolate chip bar called a macro bar. I got hooked on those for a while. And it was easy to, I was traveling, I went to a conference and I kind of got hooked on those. But even then, I mean, those things are like, they're not really that bad compared to like a candy bar. And I got the ones with the least amount of sugar. So I've changed and I know that I've assisted in helping other people make those changes. And that's why I want to provide that particular type of content for free when it is a very important show. So again, you can find that on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And um, having myself been, you know, I was, I was, I don't know what you would classify it as because the, the charts have changed. But when I was younger, I was very, I was obese. And um, I pushed over 200 pounds when I was in high school. And that was not um, a good experience. So because I think it was more so because I was, I was not into the consumption of food dyes and uh, additional food ingredients that were toxic even, that I started cutting out certain foods. And because of that, I started to lose weight. I didn't even intend to lose weight. But, you know, I've, um, I also don't watch a lot of TV, but recently I, I was sitting down and I, I've watched the TV show, My 600-Pound Life. And I, I watched this thing just out of curiosity, which is, I think, how they draw a lot of people in out of curiosity. Like, is that person really that big? And, oh, they definitely are. In fact, sometimes they're bigger than you think. And, they, you know, they lose the weight. Sometimes they get the weight loss surgery, which I don't really, I guess it helps some people. But you, I don't think we should have to get to that point anyway. Uh, but, you know, I watch that show and I think a lot of these people... And I've, I even know, I know people from high school that are literally, they just eat, 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 and they are massive consumers. They do nothing but eat and consume, and they receive government assistance because they're literally lazy. It's not because they were born with some kind of, you know, defect. They just literally eat fast food all day. I know a guy from high school who's like this to the, to this day, um, my oldest friend from high school, Joey, keeps in contact with this guy. And once in a great while, we'll have like a three-way texting conversation. But this guy is literally just lazy and collects government assistance. And his brother does the same thing, and his dad and his mom do the same thing. It's just, you. that's what, that's what irritates me. It's one thing if you were making a decision or you were just voiding your conscious you know, decision-making ability. But when you say, you know, it's none of your business if, you know, I'm obese or I'm sick. It's none of your business. Leave me alone. Don't fat shame me. Well, no, it is my business because if I'm paying state taxes or if, you know, if I paid federal taxes, I found a way to live without paying those federal taxes because I just don't live an extravagant life. 
I basically live under the poverty line. But if I paid federal taxes, which again, show me a law that you have to do that, then I would be even more pissed because I would be working to pay for people who on average are lazy and have food addiction. Now you can call that, you know, a mental illness and a disease, but since when does any disease warrant government assistance being handed to an individual, especially when that disease is preventable and especially when that disease, that disease is totally and absolutely not only preventable, but so simply preventable. I'm not saying breaking an addiction is easy, but an addiction to something like cigarettes or food is different than some kind of disease for which you don't have you don't directly you don't have necessarily direct control over it. And see the thing is the Centers for Disease Control puts out this, you know, the annual death st- statistics and on the leading causes of death. And I've quoted this in my book, Food Philosophy. I've mentioned it on the radio numerous times. They put these out every, you know, every year. It's something that it changes from year to year. But on average, on average, about 40% of the people who die in the United States every year die from five causes of death. And the leading causes of death Almost a million Americans die prematurely from these leading causes of death, which include cancer, which I don't think they're dying of cancer. I think they're dying of cancer treatments, but chronic lower respiratory diseases, stroke, and unintentional injuries. The number one killer is heart disease. And of course, medical malpractice is one of the leading causes of death. And I think that from heart disease and surgeries and things like that that are associated with cancer and heart disease and respiratory illnesses. I think that's really the doctor doing the, doing the murder. But uh, 20 to 40% of these deaths could be prevented if people made different decisions. And so my question is, why should I have to pay for people making poor decisions? Your fat and your obesity does affect me. So it is my business. Okay, you weren't in a car wreck and you couldn't control what happened to you. You control every time you put something into your mouth or don't put something into your mouth. Sure, you might have an addiction. But if I have an addiction, are you going to pay for my addiction? You expect me to pay for your addiction? This is what bothers me, this idea that because someone is ill, we should feel so bad for them and we should pay for them and allow them to continue to make poor decisions. And as a result of the way in which our culture has formulated around people that are sick in this way, we're even being told now that anti-obesity messages in general, but related to COVID-19 in particular, are fueling eating disorders. And I always wonder why We can't recognize that eating excessively and being obese or smoking or any of these things that we do that make us sick that are preventable, why these aren't considered eating disorders. Eating until you're obese is an eating disorder. Smoking until you get cancer and your lungs stop, that's a disorder, but it's a preventable one. 
And not only should I not have to pay for that, but those are the real reasons that we're sick. And those are the real pandemics. Hundreds of thousands die each year. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year, or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore The Unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. 
From parapsychology to pop conspiracy, and from parapolitics to health and esoterica, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and I'll bring you all of this and more five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. By using critical thinking and objectivity as keys to understanding, utilizing, and appreciating the secret teachings of all ages. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM after Joe Rook and Lighting the Void. This is Grammy-nominated recording artist Johnny Cobb. You're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. your host Ryan Gable and you're listening to the secret teachings on the fringe FM if you'd like to contact us rdgable at yahoo.com so according to the Royal College of Psychiatrists so-called anti-obesity messages that are resulting from the coronavirus crisis are fueling eating disorders Dr. Agnes Aton, who chairs the college's Faculty of Eating Disorders, said, A lot of public health messages have also been about weight loss and exercise during the pandemic, and that has been promoted by the government because of the risk of obesity and serious COVID. But if you are a younger person worrying about your weight and shape, you're bombarded with these messages, and I think, quote, I should lose weight, end quote. That's the quote from Agnes Aiton from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Now, I don't know what serious COVID means. They just apply these words. They mix and mash them together. It's like a mad lib of medical tyranny, of propaganda. But with messages about weight loss and exercise, and I think that is just a misnomer in a lot of cases as well in terms of exercise being the solution. But the way in which... This information has been distributed from official sources telling people to, to be healthier. It's not really good advice. To, to just go exercise and you'll lose weight and you'll probably avoid, you'll, it'll be more likely you'll avoid COVID. Like even things that might sound like they're, they're helpful aren't necessarily helpful. So when if the CDC or some agency or some university said, let you just exercise more, you'll be healthier, you might not get COVID. Well, maybe you should be moving. First of all, you should be moving around, walking, doing something, a little moderate exercise, 20 minutes a day or something. But that doesn't make you lose weight, and it doesn't make you healthy, and it doesn't prevent you from getting sick. The thing that I have an issue with, and we're going to really expand on this topic tonight is when you say that someone has an eating disorder because of anti-obesity messages, two things come to my mind. One, being obese is a good indicator that you have an eating disorder. The second thing that comes to my mind is why are we so concerned with people's emotions when they relate to facts 
and life or death situations. I don't care what your emotional response or your feelings are. If you are massively obese and you are incredibly sick, not only can mainstream medicine not help you in most cases, but you are making a decision to do that to yourself and nobody should have to pay for that but you. And you certainly should not be allowed to get onto government assistance because you're lazy and fat. Now, some people have conditions that are different where they have other medical issues. Those are different situations. When a majority, we're getting to the point where it's a majority of Americans are obese by choice. Not only does that strain the healthcare system, and not only if people would take more responsibility and be, become healthier based on those decisions, we would eliminate the need to even have a discussion on a healthcare debate. We wouldn't need to talk about healthcare plans, Republicans and Democrats and this care and that care, because most of the diseases we die from would be prevented. So we wouldn't need to talk about the trillions of dollars spent on health care, on what ultimately amounts to sickness maintenance, maintaining a state of ill health and a state of semi-good health in order to profit from it. So we would eliminate billions up to possibly trillions in economic spending we would eliminate the strain on the medical system, the hospitals. You know, We would eliminate hundreds of thousands of premature deaths and all the costs that go along with that. We would eliminate unnecessary pain and suffering, unnecessary emotional stress. We would probably eliminate the breaking apart of some families. We'd eliminate a lot of other problems along the way. These are from personal decisions that people can make. 600 plus thousand people die a year from heart disease. 400,000 plus die a year from smoking. That's over a million people that would not die every year if they made better choices. Now, if you make a choice to kill yourself, that is your choice. And I think you should have a choice. If you want to commit suicide, you commit suicide. No problem to me. But if you commit suicide... By crashing into the driver's side of my car, now I have a problem with that. If you're going to commit suicide by eating yourself to death, and then because you can't work, you take government assistance and take the money that people like me or others, even people who might be obese but push themselves to work anyway, you're going to take money from those people because you're a lazy bum? I don't think so. So I have a problem with that. And I have a problem saying that if a doctor or a scientist or even big agencies and groups and universities, when they say that obesity kills and you should get some moderate exercise and you should eat better, if they're telling people that and our culture in the United States at least and in parts of the world, at least I, I would imagine in the UK it's pretty strong too, maybe places like Australia – that the response to you should eat better and do a little bit of moderate exercise is that's fat shaming 
and that it's anti-obesity. Well, you're damn right. It should be anti-obesity because that's what's killing people, not the common cold. Okay, that's a detoxification process, not COVID-19. What's killing people in large numbers every year consistently are the people making poor decisions. And those poor decisions affect other people. It strains the healthcare system, it strains the economy, and it strains the taxpayer who has to pay for your lifestyle and competence. Now, if it's anti-obesity, it's, it's anti-fat, these are horrible things, great, that's fine, whatever you want to call them, here's the bottom line. If you're eating that way, and you're getting that way, you're getting sick, that's an eating disorder. So for any group to suggest that COVID-19 has led to eating disorders because of anti-obesity messages, no, 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 no. What's led to eating disorders are psychological traumas and inability to control your decisions and many other things that lead you to being obese. It's not when people say, hey, you're obese, lose some weight, when they're a doctor. That's fat shaming. Those people are trying to help because your decisions are now affecting other people. If you want to kill yourself, kill yourself, but don't crash your car into the side of my car and kill me in the process. Don't make me pay your family for your mistake. I do not feel sorry for people who make these poor decisions. Okay, I can have perhaps sympathy because I used to be overweight and unhealthy. But see, this isn't just about being overweight and unhealthy. And you might think, well, Ryan's talking about that obesity fat stuff again. He's fat shaming people. You have no idea what I look like. What if I were 300 pounds behind this microphone? Would I then be allowed to talk about it? I, I mean, I used to be over 200 in high school. I was very obese and very unhealthy. I had heart problems. I had skin problems. I had all kinds of problems, and now I'm like 160, 160 to 170. It fluctuates by 10 pounds, you know, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm healthy, but I know that eating better has fixed my heart. It's fixed my, you know, my blood issues. It's fixed a lot of my skin issues, even though my skin is still very, you know, dry and cracked in the wintertime, which, you know, whose isn't, although mine's pretty severe, but I fixed a lot of my problems inadvertently. I didn't try. It was for other reasons I made those decisions, and then I've communicated that to people on radio, and I know that it's helped people, so that's why I do this show. But I want to establish that eating until you're obese, that's an eating disorder. That's an eating, that's an eating disorder just as much as the people who are anorexic. We call anorexia an eating disorder, but we don't really call obesity an eating disorder. You know? I would like to know why we can say that people who are anorexic, that not only do they have an eating disorder, but I would like anorexic people to fight back against that and say, well, don't, don't skinny shame me. Because you don't hear that. It's don't fat shame me. I don't have an eating disorder. But for anorexia people, it's an eating disorder, but there's no skinny shaming. So I think to balance the playing field, and you have, if you have an issue with the way that I eat or other people eat, you know, whether anorexic or very healthy, you're skinny shaming. Don't you skinny shame me. Don't you dare skinny shame me. Don't you health shame me. Don't you plant-based diet shame me. 
All right? Now, in reality, I don't care what you call me. I don't care what you say to me because I don't dictate my life through unconscious, subconscious, emotional responses to stimuli that I'm unaware of. You know, I, I like to make my own decisions for myself. But when a doctor or when a conscious individual says you're obese because you're overeating, that's not fat shaming. That's not anti-obesity. That's a statement of fact. You have an eating disorder. So obesity is an eating disorder in most cases, just like anorexia is an eating disorder in most cases, but some people are just skinny and some people are just bigger. It doesn't mean you're anorexic. It doesn't mean you're obese. You can't say put down the fork, but you can tell people who are skinny to pick up a fork. That's discrimination. Now, if you want to go beyond that, which I very much do want to go beyond that, a report came out earlier this month, well, earlier last month, because we're now into April. A report came out earlier this month about COVID deaths in countries with more overweight people. Countries with high levels of overweight people, such as the UK and the United States, have the highest death rates from COVID-19, a landmark report reveals, prompting calls for governments to urgently tackle obesity, as well as prioritizing overweight people for vaccinations. Now, that didn't make a lot of sense to me when I read that from the report, because according to various news publications from The Guardian to CNN, vaccines will be less effective on people with obesity. In fact, in one report I read, vaccines would be totally ineffective against people with obesity who are obese. That was from CNN. It said something to the effect of, if you're obese, you know, the vaccine basically isn't going to work on you at all. So there's, there's no need to even get it. It, it won't even, it won't matter which doesn't make any sense because I thought the vaccine was supposed to be 95% effective unless you're obese or unless you're already sick. See, if you're already sick and you're obese, the vaccine doesn't work because the vaccine doesn't work at all. You know, if you test thousands of people in a vaccine group and thousands in a placebo group and like 100 people in the placebo group get sick and like eight people in the vaccine group get sick, out of thousands in both groups, that means if you have a 95% effectiveness rate for people that got vaccinated, you have virtually a 90 plus percent effectiveness rate for people who got the placebo. You know, if, 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 tw- if it was like 20, the, the Pfizer study was 43,661 people. Okay, eight people got sick from the vaccine group, 162 from the placebo group. Out of, out of 40 something thousand people, 170 people got sick which means that you have a 95% effectiveness rate, 90 to 95% effectiveness rate, whether you got the vaccine or not. That's in the Pfizer study. So the vaccine is totally worthless. And if you're obese, just there's no, it's no reason to even think about it. This is according to the official data. Now, the World Obesity Federation, which I did not know was a, was a thing, reported that about 2.2 million of the 2.5 million deaths from COVID were in countries with high levels of overweight people. The UK, the US, Italy, etc. were countries where more than 50% of adults are overweight and have the biggest proportion of deaths linked to the coronavirus. See, they say linked to because they can't actually prove that that's why people got sick and died. 
People who are overweight should be given greater priority for vaccines and tests because of their increased risk of death, says the World Obesity Federation. Although the World Obesity Federation apparently didn't see where the scientists, the wonderful scientists, didn't have any answer and didn't have any kind of conclusive evidence for why vaccines don't work on obese people. It's because they're obese. They're already sick. That's why they're dying. That's why the CDC said that over three up to four additional health problems, which include heart disease and obesity, existed for 94% of the people who died of COVID-19. In other words, they didn't die of COVID-19. They died with COVID-19. Huge difference. They didn't die because they had fingernails or because they had an epidermis. They died with fingernails and with an epidermis. Huge difference. You could say 100% of the people who died of COVID-19 had epidermis. Oh my God, epidermis, I hope I don't have that. Well, that's your skin. This is how you manipulate data and statistics. According to the World Health Organization, the correlation between obesity and mortality rates from COVID-19 is clear and compelling. Investment in public health and coordinated international action to tackle the root cause of obesity is one of the best ways for countries to build resilience in health systems post-pandemic. We urge all countries to seize this moment, according to the World Health Organization. The biggest factor in the death toll is age, says the report, but being overweight comes second. Yeah, if you're over 70-something, you're going to be more likely to die because of the Grim Reaper, not because of COVID-19. And if you're overweight, you're more likely to die because you're obese with COVID, not because of COVID. The risks rise with increasing weight. An analysis of the data seen by The Guardian in this news article shows that in the UK, where almost 64% of adults are overweight or obese, nearly 20% of COVID patients in intensive care are of normal weight, 32% are overweight, and 48% are obese. In the U.S., where adult overweight and obesity is at 68%, 12% of COVID patients in intensive care of normal weight, 24% are overweight, and 64% are obese. So again, it's people dying of obesity and people dying of old age. This happens all the time. You're hijacking the statistics. You're hijacking the data to create a narrative and to frame reality. You get shot in the head, that's COVID. No, you got shot in the head and you had COVID in your body. Whatever COVID is, an amplification of particles with a fraudulent PCR test. Now, the problem I have, however, with this information from the World Health Organization or the World Obesity Federation is that the World Health Organization, and it sounds good, and I'm sure that there are wonderful people that work at the World Health Organization. It is funded by Bill Gates, but my question is, what is their solution to obesity and, and eating disorders and things like that? I get this eerie feeling that their solution to that is a restriction of food, uh, an artificial scarcity, and the distribution of food at some point in the future through rationing. That's the idea that I get. And, and obese people people with heart problems, people with respiratory problems, and people that are elderly, those are the first people to be eliminated in a eugenics-style genocidal purge of society. We've seen it all throughout history, the disabled 
and the people that are sick, they're useless to the controlling structure of power. The elderly are useless. You know, I, I saw Logan's run. So they are eliminated first. And while they're eliminated, the production of life and the creation of happiness, that's also eliminated. So you promote homosexuality, you promote gay sex to children, you confuse their sex and their gender, you break apart the families. Now you have eliminated the older population, which also would understand that the world existed in a way a long time ago that wasn't like this and that there can be a world of more free choice and free thought. So you eliminate them, all the sick people who can't do your will and your bidding for you, all the servants that wouldn't be good servants. Then you eliminate the ability for people to procreate, hijack the youth, and separate the men and the women. That This is a cultural purge. Another article I have here, study finds the body positivity movement is probably contributing to the obesity crisis. Absolutely. So all these messages about obesity, 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 and exercising, I don't think that's the right way to approach it. And, and, and to suggest, as the Royal College of Psychiatrists, uh, Dr. Agnes Ayton, has suggested that this anti-obesity message is fueling eating disorders, perhaps define obesity, define anti-obesity, define eating disorder, but being obese is usually because you have an eating disorder. If an anorexic person has an eating disorder, being obese means you have an eating disorder, period. Okay, being a little bit overweight, being a little bit underweight, these are arbitrary numbers and scales and charts. Being skinny doesn't mean you're anorexic. Being fat or overweight or whatever you want to call it doesn't mean that you're, you're unhealthy, right? But if you're fat shaming for telling a fat person to put down a fork, then you're skinny shaming for telling somebody skinnier than you to pick up a fork. All right? It's two-way street. But if you're obese, that's an eating disorder. And of course, the body positivity movement is contributing to the obesity crisis because it's teaching people that rather than loving yourself, which is not the body, it's, it's, it's the, the, the guardian angel, it's, it's the soul and the spirit, it's the internal, the esoteric, it's not the outward appearance of your body. So just get as large as you can and be happy about your weight. That's, that's, to me, that's not positive. That's negative. Ignoring a looming problem that you are sick and dying is not a positive thing. It's not a positive thing in any way, in any shape, and in any form. But the body positivity movement is probably contributing to the obesity crisis, according to the University of East Anglia and the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis a publication in the journal Obesity. The number of overweight people who underestimate their weight has increased over time from 48-plus percent to 57.9 percent in men and 24 percent to 30-plus percent in women between 1997 and 2015. The past few years have seen a rise in a movement called body positivity, which seeks to end fat shaming, increase self-esteem, and generally make people feel good in their own skin, but it's also contributing to a massive weight gain, which also strains the healthcare system, the taxpayer, and, you know, if I want to be a little smart-ass, public transportation. <laughs> if you are overweight, it does affect other people. Not because you're overweight, but when you're making poor decisions, 
and you're making yourself very sick and you're killing yourself, that's one thing. But don't crash your car into my car to commit suicide because it's making me sick and hurt as well. And there's a fine line between the two. And we're going to explore more of this when we come back from break and talk about some of the other bizarre things that people are doing to keep themselves healthy. You think exercising makes you healthy? It doesn't. You should move, though. Spraying toxic chemicals doesn't make us any safer from a virus either. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. TheSecretTeachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. And we'll be back. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription 
and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loud pleasure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. Enhanced. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm. Join our team and get jump started on your podcast today everything is awesome everything is cool when you're part of a team it's march the month of the spring equinox ostara right here on ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm thanks again um this is very refreshing and i look forward to talking with you more soon ryan Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to listen to The Secret Teachings when the show isn't airing Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, you can find us on our website and access the archive there. There are a number of free shows, but to get access to all of the new shows as they come out throughout the week, you can simply subscribe to the archive to get access to all of those shows, the montages, and more at 
thesecretteachings.info. If you have any questions, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings.info. Uh, well, the, just these secret teachings. Uh, these secret teachings.info is the website. And if you would like to look at some of the articles that we talk about on this show, we have a top news section on our website, and uh, most of the things we talk about are linked up there. If there's something that's not linked up there, or you can't find it, or you want a direct copy of something, if it's an, if it's a document, anything I talk about on this show, I either have it up on my computer or I have a printout of it. I have my own filing system here in my studio. I've always done this. I have a huge crate of files. So I have things that have been pulled from the internet. I have studies that have been pulled. I have a lot of information, and I'd be happy to share it with you if, you, if you'd like, if you uh, want to request it. Just email me, and I'll try to dig it up for you. Because some of the things we talk about on this show, and, and you know, it's hard to believe. Maybe not tonight's topic, but in general, it's kind of hard to believe. Some of the things we talk about is when I listen to other shows, like I hear hosts say things and I think, well, I want to, I want a copy of that. I wanna, where did you get that information at? And I want to, want to go find it because I want a copy of it. If it's very important, I want to have a hard copy because uh, you never know when things are going to be purged off of the internet. And so, you know, that makes me concerned. And so I, you know, I got to go, I got to go find a copy of it. I want to have a hard copy. Here's something else that makes me concerned. I don't really care what you think about COVID-19, even about vaccines for that matter. But what I do care about is when people are afraid and people are, are made to, to worry about things they otherwise wouldn't worry about, well, that obviously has a physiological, a biological, a physical impact on that person. They're worried constantly. They have to wear their gloves and they have to wear their mask and they have to get their vaccine and they have to go to the doctor and they have to make sure they wash their hands constantly, repeatedly, excessively. And if they don't do these things, then they could get sick. And if you don't do these things, you could get them sick or they could get you sick and it just becomes this mashup of confusion. And you hear conflicting reports and you don't know what to believe, which should in and of itself, demonstrate that science is not always settled. However, there are some very basic things that we really don't need a scientist or a doctor to tell us. There's a show I did a couple of months ago where I referenced the FDA's website, fda.gov, and a page that they had published about frequently asked questions pertaining to COVID-19. Again, I don't care what you think of COVID-19. I've yet to see proof that there's a virus isolate. I've seen the reports and the studies about vaccines and prions disease, and I have all that if you'd like to see it. But what I'm concerned with is, let's sit that aside for a moment, and let's, let's read one of the frequently asked questions on the FDA's website. This is the question. Prepare for this. Get ready. Can I prevent or treat COVID-19 by using disinfectant sprays, wipes, or liquids on my skin? Can I inject, inhale, or ingest 
parentheses, swallow, disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19? That is one of the top questions asked to the FDA. And it's so ridiculous and asinine that I have to read the second part of the question again. Can I inject, inhale, or ingest, parentheses, swallow, disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19? Uh, no, <laughs> you cannot inject, inhale, or ingest disinfectants to prevent yourself from getting sick. Why would you think that would prevent you from getting sick if you're inhaling, injecting, ingesting, or doing anything else with disinfectants or cleaners, you're going to make yourself very, very sick. You, you don't just go drink a bottle of, you know, 70, 80% alcohol from the drugstore and think it's going to, like, purify your body. You're going to get very, very, very sick. You don't drink bleach. You don't, you don't swallow ammonium chloride compounds. Oh, well, if it's going to sterilize the counter, I might as well inject it into my body. It'll sterilize my body. Well, yeah, if you survive it, that's, that's the, probably the best thing that would happen to you is you sterilize yourself. The least severe thing. So the FDA responds with less, you know, they're not so sarcastic. They're professionals. I'm not. They said, no, don't do that. Disinfectants should not be used on human or animal skin. Disinfectants may cause serious skin and eye irritation. Disinfectants are dangerous for people to inject, inhale, or ingest. If you breathe, inject, or swallow disinfectants, you may be seriously hurt or die. If someone near you swallows, injects, or breathes a disinfectant, call poison control or a medical professional immediately. Disinfectant products such as sprays, mists, wipes, or liquids are only to be used on hard, non-porous surfaces such as floors and countertops or on soft surfaces such as mattresses, sofas, or beds. Now, although I agree with the FDA, I disagree that we should be using any of these toxic chemicals to begin with, like QACs, quaternary ammonium compounds. These quaternary ammonium compounds are extremely toxic. They're toxic if you ingest them. They're toxic if you get them in your eyes, if you get them on your skin. You know, if you inhale them, you can have respiratory failure if your lungs are not strong enough. I mean, you probably inhaled bleach before. I walked into a grocery store. I don't know what this was two months ago. I mentioned it on the show, too. I walked into a, a grocery store and... They must, they, I think they had aerosolized, like they must have mixed it with water and were spraying it. They, they had bleach in the air. I walked in and I remember just taking a breath and my breath being like halfway stopped with this burning, itching feeling like immediately. And I just started <coughs> coughing and I, and then of course people are looking at me. Oh my God, he's got COVID. No moron. You're spraying bleach in the air. We can't breathe bleach. It will make us very sick and cough. I'm coughing <clears throat> because my body's trying to get rid of poison. Okay? I don't know what you were taught in school, but I was taught that when you're, when you're sick, when you get you know, infected with a virus, the virus tricks your body into going <clears throat> and achoo because it wants to spread itself. That is so asinine and ridiculous. I can't believe the person, the teacher who told me that wasn't fired. 
That's not why you cough or you sneeze. You cough or you sneeze because if you've ever been like, if you've ever been in like a wood shop, you know, and inhale some dust or some wood, you know, or you've been in like the perfume department at the mall, you know, when you smell these things, your body says that's foreign, that's toxic, let's get rid of it. So your body goes, a chew, it goes, <clears throat> and it gets rid of it. It's not because of a virus. I don't know who came up with that crap, but that's just ludicrous. It's because your body is trying to, exp- you know, just get rid of it. Get, just get out of here. It doesn't want it. It's bad. Your body doesn't want bleach, okay? Bleach is not good. Don't inject, inhale, or ingest disinfectants, okay? I hope nobody listening to this show has done this. You don't, you don't do this, and you especially don't do it to prevent COVID-19. And see, this is what happens when people are so terrified. When you have a 99-plus percent chance of not getting sick with COVID-19, you have a 99-plus percent chance of surviving if you do get it, you have a, 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 an, an incredible, incredible uh, number of people who are over a certain age and who have multiple medical conditions who are dying, but they're not dying with COVID. They're dying or dying from COVID. They're dying with COVID. Just like if you die, you know, with a paper cut, you didn't die because of the paper cut. You died with a paper cut. You, you didn't die with, you know, some infectious disease that stops your heart. You died because your heart stopped and you had an infectious disease. And unless you can show me evidence that the disease killed you, then we don't have any proof that the disease killed you. You're overweight. You know, you're overweight. You're, you're very sick. You have heart failure. That's what killed you. You just happened to have fingernails at the time of death and an epidermis. You didn't die because of fingernails, you died with fingernails. And so people are so afraid, despite the statistical data that shows everything to the contrary of what they've been told, that they would ask, can I inject, inhale, and ingest these disinfectants to make myself you know, better? But that's not where it stops. There's a report that came out, a, a publication, and I've seen a couple of these, on Monday of this week, cancer-causing chemical discovered in numerous popular hand sanitizers. Well, if someone just discovered this, they're taking credit from me and lots of you because we've known that these hand sanitizers are not good for a while. Like, I did not need anybody to tell me that hand sanitizers were kind of toxic. A number of widely available hand sanitizer brands have been found to contain high levels of benzene, a well-known chemical that causes cancer. Bloomberg reports that New Haven, Connecticut online pharmacy, Valisher, found that some of the sanitizers that flooded the market at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic contained benzene, which the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says causes cancer. No way. Really? Can you believe that? You can go to the drugstore and go to the corner mart and get hand sanitizer. It's everywhere. But the hand sanitizer is probably what's making it's what make makes you sick. The World Health Organization's research into cancer shows that benzene is high risk, similar in nature to the level of risk that comes from asbestos. Oh. Uh, by the way, you'll notice that 
these reports from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the World Health Organization, uh, they don't suggest that benzene causes cancer. They don't say benzene is linked to cancer or that it may cause cancer. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says it causes cancer. That's definitive. The World Health Organization even says benzene is not only high risk, but the risk for cancer is very similar in terms of the risk for cancer if you came into contact with asbestos. So this company, this online pharmacy, Valisure, tested and analyzed 260 bottles of hand sanitizer from over 150 brands, 168 total. 17% of the samples contained levels of benzene that were detectable. The samples collected uh, were from stores nearby the company's headquarters and a number of online stores. The brands that contained the highest levels of benzene were Sensational Soaps and Candles, Inc., Hong Jisoo, True Wash, The Cream Shop, Art Naturals, I guess there's a hand sanitizer called Star Wars Mandalorian. So they just put like a picture of the Mandalorian on a bottle of chemicals and people rub it on their skin. Oh, I like Star Wars. Let me let me rub this on my body. I liked Baby Yoda. Let me give myself cancer. Born Basic, Beauty Concepts, and Pure Logic, among others. The Star Wars sanitizer comes from Best Brands Consumer Products, Inc. in the form of a Baby Yoda theme bottle. Oh, it's so cute. Like all those little baby princess, you know, Disney characters that they put on top of a, of a bottle that kids drink out of. You know, Mommy, can I get the Cinderella bottle? Sure, honey, I love you. And it's literally like high fructose corn syrup and food dye mixed with water. There's literally zero benefit to drinking that. You might as well let your kid drink out of a pond of stagnant water. They'd probably be better. But we see we rely on these hand the hand sanitizers are going to keep us safe, keep us safe. But no, not really. They actually are making us. They're sick. They're making us sick. It's okay. It doesn't matter if the World Health Organization or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says it causes cancer, because we only listen to the WHO when Dr. Fauci tells us what we should be afraid of. You know, see, this is the problem that we have. Science is not a tool that you can use to only Build the reality that you want to build. Okay? Science is not a weapon that destroys all other forms of science if you don't agree with it. Science is a matter of observation and analysis. Period. It's observation of the, of the world and cataloging and data collection and analysis. Science is a process. Statistics and data that come from scientific observation... That's different than science. It's a branch of science, but it's different than science because we can find observation and analysis if we read a book. It doesn't mean we're scientists, per se. If we study nature, we are. But that word doesn't really mean anything. You're saying you're a scientist? Well, yes, I am a scientist. I study mythology. Mythology was one of the original forms of science. That doesn't mean that I have a white lab coat or a stethoscope. It doesn't mean I have a rectal thermometer. I'm going to shove up your ass. It doesn't mean I'm going to give you a COVID test, you know, or stick a Q-tip up your penis. It just means I'm a scientist. Make out with that word however you will. See, I'm not really concerned about words. I'm not really concerned about titles and identifications. And when someone's concerned about those things, I immediately 
lose trust and value in their opinion and what they say. Okay, because if you're concerned with a title and you're not concerned with evidence, I have nothing else to say to you, and I surely and certainly am not going to listen to what you have to say. But the real scientists are saying, even at the World Health Organization, benzene is toxic, but just keep rubbing it on your skin because you got to have the hand sanitizers. And I, I imagine, you know, just like when this, this thing began a year plus ago, I told people like, hey, Quaternary ammonium compounds, ammonium chloride compounds are toxic. It says it on the bottle. It says do not aerosolize. I think it's even against the, the, the uh, federal law to, to do so because it's so toxic. And there's a proper way to use the product. And I even think that the proper way to use the product is improper. And I said, you know, nobody using this product of the people I knew that were using it. I said, nobody here is, is using this product even the way the company says to use it. You're supposed to spray this on, like spray it very close to a napkin or like a cloth or pour it on the cloth. And then you're supposed to rub it on a surface and let it set and then wipe it away. That's not what people are doing. People are just spray, 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 spray. Oh, there's a spot. Spray that. And then just wiping it up immediately and moving on to the next one. They're not wiping it down. They're not letting it set. Even if you believed in germ theory. You're not even following the instructions of the co the company. The company says spray it. This is what the QACs, the the red, the blue, the yellow liquids. That's what most places are using all over, from gyms to grocery stores. If you spray it and then wipe it up immediately, it has no effect. You're literally spraying toxic chemicals onto surfaces. You're not even killing the germs, and it just sits there, and people touch it, the residue of it, and then it gets absorbed into the skin, and then I can't breathe eventually, and then what happens? Well, if you can't breathe and you're black, you were killed by a racist white cop, even if you had fentanyl in your body. And if you can't breathe otherwise, well, you've got COVID. Hell, even George Floyd had COVID, according to the autopsy. I've got a copy of it. Would you like to see it? So benzene, it's not good. Um, but that's okay, because we have to stop COVID. We know for sure. We can prove that benzene is a carcinogen, that benzene is toxic, that benzene will give you cancer like asbestos. But even though we can't isolate COVID, according to the CDC, even though we don't know if COVID is actually killing people, what we are sure of is that you have to avoid it. But benzene, that's okay. You can spray that on your body. Just um, don't inject it, inhale it, or ingest it, but you can rub it all over your biggest organ. That's okay. It's all right. Here's one of my favorite stories. This is just, uh, what would be an appropriate word to use? Uh, moron of the year, uh, the dumbest person of the year. I don't know. There's a lot of awards that could go up to for that. Uh, Miami Herald, Florida teacher arrested after spraying disinfectant on students. A Florida teacher was arrested at Largo High School for going too far in the fight against the coronavirus. According to a police report from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, that's, that's where I used to live, Pinellas County, Deputies responded to a disturbance call at the Largo School and made contact with Christina Resiter, who teaches exceptional student education. She told officers that four of her in-person students had refused to properly wear their masks, and she became agitated. The 51-year-old then admitted spraying clear disinfectant into the path of their faces and bodies. A product description reveals that the hospital-grade 
hard and soft surface aerosol sanitizer kills 99.9% of germs. Well, we can stop right there and ask, why would we want to kill germs? Because they make you sick. Really, show me proof they make you sick. Because according to all of the data, they don't make you sick. Germs just happen to be in the vicinity when you are sick. They might change based on the environment, making the environment far more important than the germ. But that doesn't matter. And even if it did matter, even if germs definitely cause disease. A teacher sprayed her students with toxic disinfectant because they weren't wearing their masks properly. The incident was caught on camera by some of the cell phones of the students. It was reviewed by investigators. She was arrested on three counts of child abuse with great bodily harm and spent the night behind bars, but they let her go. And the judge just reprimanded her. The judge said, I think I can fairly characterize this as a severely misguided attempt at discipline. Severely misguided attempt at discipline? She sprayed the kids with toxic chemicals. But you know what? doesn't matter what the judge says or if the police arrest you because every single day people are rubbing benzene on their skin. Not just a known carcinogen, but it's known to give you cancer. Like you will develop cancer because it causes mutation. It's toxic. It mutates things. So it's very bad for you. And people will rub this on their skin Every time they touch something, got to go hand sanitizer, spray it, rub it, you know, suck it up through a straw, put it up your butt with the anal swab test from China, and once you do that, you'll be protected of COVID. Okay, you'll get cancer, but you won't get COVID. By the way, do you know the number one way to prevent COVID nineteen? It's very scientific. Um, you go to the bathroom, and you draw a nice warm bath get in the bathtub and then you slit your wrists uh, and you slit them down for results and then when you bleed out you'll be guaranteed not to get COVID all right and uh, if you really want to make sure that it works um, you want to go ahead and just get a gun and blow your brains out and then you definitely won't get COVID but make sure you blow your brains out in a confined area because the brains might splatter and bring the virus with them to other people. I mean, if people were dying by the hundreds of millions and there was no population left and I was like Robert Neville in New York, I would understand why the few people who are alive are scared. But nothing has changed. Death tolls haven't risen. Case counts can go up all they want, but if death tolls don't rise and the ones that do rise are based on fraudulent statistics, then nothing has changed. The elderly aren't dying in higher numbers. People aren't vomiting and throwing up blood in the streets. Everything is the same except people are so scared they don't want to have human contact. The psychopaths that run the world have convinced you to disassociate yourself from your fellow human out of fear that they could get you sick. They've got you spraying quaternary ammonium compounds over everything. Grocery stores, retail stores, gymnasiums, smoothie shops. To prevent you from getting sick when those chemicals make you sick. Everybody's rubbing hand sanitizer on. Oh, got to get a spray, got to get a lotion, got to get rub it on, rub it on, rub it on. 
and a lot of them contain benzene, among other things. There's so many things that are toxic, but just rub it on your biggest organ that absorbs it into the bloodstream. But you won't get COVID if you blow your brains out, so that's okay. And then you've got a, a teacher in Florida who literally sprayed chemicals in her kids. You're not wearing your mask properly. I bet she was a social justice warrior. I'm fighting against all the Republicans and Trump supporters who don't believe this thing exists. Come here, kids. I want to spray you with ammonium chloride and bleach. It'll prevent you from getting sick. And then they die. And then it's like, teacher prevents COVID in five kids. Yeah, she killed five kids. Well, this teacher didn't actually kill kids. She just sprayed them with toxic chemicals. But it's the same thing. That's how the news would report it. She'd be a hero. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year, or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. 
It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. We've also played some music by Secession Studios. Both of those artists are on YouTube, and they've both been nice enough to let us play their music on the show for bumpers. If you have music or something you'd like to play on the show, you can send it to us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Dot com. If you want to send us a shout out, if you want to send us, uh, you know, maybe even a news report, you know, you type something up, read something, you know, a little news report for us exclusively here on the secret teachings. I'd love to play something like that. RDGable at yahoo.com. Totally free. Doesn't cost you anything. Just uh, would provide a little bit of content to the show. We used to do the, the live uh, call in broadcasts, but we moved away from that and. Things have just changed over the years, but we'll uh, we'll try to get. I'm going to try to do like one call-in show a week in the next couple of months, like get that process started, so it'll be every week. Um, just have to get things figured out with my uh, my other job and uh, what's going on with uh, as long as the network um, lineup stays the same. I, I assume it is going to. Uh, we're getting a lot of new people here on the Fringe FM, which is fantastic. A lot of um, bigger names and people that have a following and things are moving in the right direction as always. So that's positive. And a lot of that is because of listeners who support us, not by paying money or anything like that, but, but just by listening and promoting the fringe and promoting the secret teachings and telling your friends about it. That's one of the best forms of advertisement. So I'm very grateful to all of you who do that. And even just for those of you who listen to the show and you get something out of it and you shoot me an email on occasion, I really appreciate that. And that's how I thought I would start the show off tonight, by thinking about how this type of information has helped me and how I know it's helped many of you because I've gotten emails from you over the years and how powerful um, an honest conversation that is as objective as can be, how powerful that is and how, what kind of effect that can have on people. 
And I just feel compelled to share things with you like, let's use some common sense. And uh, we don't have to have the FDA tell us this, but injecting, inhaling, or ingesting disinfectants to prevent COVID-19 does not prevent COVID-19, but it does make you very sick. So do not ingest, inhale, or ingest. No inhaling, you know, no ingest, no swallowing, no injecting toxic chemicals into your body. Of course, a lot of hand sanitizers that we're using, they have benzene in them, and that's very toxic. It's a carcinogen, according to the WHO and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Not only is it a carcinogen, but it is well known to cause cancer, which, you know, the implication by carcinogen is causes cancer. But it's, when you're exposed to this, it's known to cause mutations. It's not good. But we rub it on our skin because we're afraid of COVID. We spray ammonium chloride compounds over everything. We don't even use the products correctly. You know, I mean, I, I saw one grocery store spraying bleach on their produce section, just just bleach and water, and and then they put the produce back on it. That, you can't tell me that's safe. All in one, if you, if you lick it one time, it won't kill you. No, it won't kill you, but an accumulation of that everywhere is is toxic. That's why people are sick. That's why your bacteria changes. And then you think, oh, no, I've got a bacterial infection. No, your bacteria is great. It's changing based on the environment. The bacteria didn't do that. If you don't believe me, how about this, 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 um, this you know, high-class news report from CBS with the, this woman? You know, she's a woman, so I have to believe her. Let's see what she has to say. During the pandemic, we've relied on those hand sanitizers to help keep us safe. But now an independent study suggests some products may be having the exact opposite effect. No. Researchers detected higher than allowed levels of benzene in 21 products from 15 different brands. CBS News found... All of it's toxic. It doesn't matter what the allowed level is. Some of those products for sale on major retailers' websites. Chronic exposure to benzene is known to cause blood disorders, including leukemia. Whoa, leukemia? Come on. It's good for you. Drink it. Our chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook, joins us to explain. John, I was complaining. I don't need John LaPook to tell me how toxic benzene is, but there it is. Uh, Leukemia, blood disorders, you know. But you won't get COVID, you know. You're guaranteed to get leukemia, but you won't get COVID. I mean, that's like those drug commercials. Itchy eyes, dry skin, erectile dysfunction, anal bleeding, your fingernails fall off, migraines, 23 out of 24 hours a day, severe abdominal pain for the other hour, inability to walk, inability to to even breathe through your nose you have to breathe through your mouth dry throat you know kidney failure but but you might not be depressed anymore ask your doctor about this drug today so you probably won't get covid but side effects include blood clots prions disease leukemia Like, is that really what we want? We want toxic hand sanitizers, quaternary ammonium compounds, and toxic vaccines. We're going to inject the body, ingest, inhale, rub, and all these other things with chemicals, RNA vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then think, 
oh my God, why are we still sick? Because you're poisoning yourself. You don't even have to believe in germ theory. You don't have to believe in, 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 in viral contagions, or you can. It, it, none of that matters. Injecting, ingesting, inhaling, and rubbing toxic chemicals on your body makes you sick. Why is that so hard to grasp? There's zero proof that COVID-19 causes you to be sick. They can't prove it. They can associate it with other diseases, many of which are preventable, but they can. you can absolutely prove benzene is toxic. And no, I will rub it on my skin because Dr. Fauci told me that COVID-19 is dangerous. So I'll, I'm going to rub it on my skin. One teacher in Florida got arrested the teacher in Florida got arrested and then they let her go because she sprayed disinfectant into the faces and and onto the path of into the path of of kids who refused or didn't know how to wear their masks properly so rather than like asking the kids who I guess they they refused so she got agitated and sprayed them I bet I bet you uh, oh, man, I bet you if I looked this woman up, I could tell you. Ex- I bet my description would be exact. Let's see if the, I can find a picture of this person. Because I bet you she is a social justice warrior. I bet she is voting blue no matter who. I almost guarantee it. I'd be quite surprised if she weren't. Let's see if I can find a picture of her here. Let's see. Here's the, the video is going to load. Largo teacher faces child abuse charges after she said students weren't wearing masks properly. Let's, oh boy. Can I play that news report? Let's play that. That's fun. Teacher woke up behind bars this morning, accused of abusing four children in her classroom. The 51-year-old teacher says the incident started when her students wouldn't properly wear their masks. What she did next landed her in big trouble. Eight on your side, Pinellas County Bureau reporter Christine McClarty joins us live from the jail to explain. According to Largo Police, on Tuesday, four students allegedly didn't wear their masks properly. So then the teacher was said to have sprayed aerosol. <laughs> oh, man. Christina Rezatar. Oh, yeah. Before a judge Thursday. Oh, yeah. Four counts of child abuse. Your Honor, the state would ask for a higher bond on each of these charges. Rezatar says she teaches learning disabled math. When- oh, yeah. Yeah. You look at this woman. She looks. Okay. I was going to take two guesses. I was going to take a guess that she was either. One of those very, very like, I don't know what you'd call them. Like one of the very skinny, hippie, trendy people that wear the I vote sticker. Or she was going to be an older lady with gray hair who you just, you absolutely know. You know, you absolutely know it. That she votes blue no matter who. And it, it looks like she's the latter. Yep. Just learning disabled math. Wednesday, she was escorted from Largo. So she decided to, I guess, ensure job stability by disabling uh, more students. Largo High School and booked into the Pinellas County Jail. <laughs> According to these police reports, the students refused to wear their masks properly, so she sprayed disinfectant aerosol into the path of their faces and bodies. Oh. 
It was all caught on camera. Oh, oops. I don't think it was the right thing to do. Resitar's neighbor Teresa says she feels for the students, but calls the arrest excessive. Oh, maybe a little excessive. Excessive, yes. It was. It was. It wasn't excessive to spray toxic chemicals into the eyeballs of children, though. I mean, I know the teachers have to be under a lot of pressure right now. With the virus. We went to speak with Resitar's husband. Well, that's just how we explain everything now, though. Like, uh, I mean, you know, you go to court, you know, sir, how do you plead to these charges? Well, they, you know, COVID-19, I just, I've, I've been, I've been real stressed. So I, I, so I raped a woman and I, and I, and I robbed a bank. Well, that's okay. We understand you're under a lot of pressure. You can go. Husband. No one answered. A Pinellas County School District spokesman says she's still employed. We asked if the district condones this behavior. How is that? How, how can you get fired from the Mandalorian for retweeting something, but you can spray toxic chemicals into the face of a child and you don't get removed from your job at a school when you're poisoning kids? If she'll be allowed back and how are the students now? But got no response. I think that I could fairly characterize this as a severely misguided attempt at discipline. With no serious record, the judge released Resitar from jail without bond. I mean, are you going to be able to hire a lawyer to represent you? Or are you going to uh, be appointed public defender? I will not be able to afford one on my teacher's salary. Oh, so I feel so bad. She's on teacher's salary. She just got irritated and sprayed chemicals into the face of children, but that's okay. Because I assume if she would have been a Trump supporter, then she'd probably gone to jail forever. But since she wasn't a Trump supporter, then she gets out of she gets out of it. It's just okay. You know, I I I, I have a hard time understanding where the where the reasoning faculties of people are. Like, where are these? Can you not reason? Benzene is toxic, but let's rub it on our hands. We won't get COVID. Kids don't wear their masks properly, so I'm going to spray them with with toxic aerosol. And one of the top questions people are asking the FDA, can I inject, inhale, or ingest disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19? Really? Well, I mean, if you you need to have a discussion about eugenics, like, uh, I don't know, like, I'm going to look to the right and point to the left. Like, those are the people that might need to get some re-education. You know, I'm just joking. I don't believe in re-education camps, but holy hell, man. Are you kidding me? Are there really people that believe this? This has got to be a joke. How about this? Instead of, like, injecting, inhaling, or ingesting yourself with toxic chemicals, and, and also instead of rubbing toxic chemicals on your skin... According to the journal Circulation, a published study shows that five daily servings of fruit and vegetables help you live longer. When compared to people who had just two servings of fruit and vegetables a day, those who had five servings a day had a 13% lower risk of death from any cause, a 12% lower risk of death from heart disease, a 10% lower risk of death from cancer, and a 35% lower risk of death from respiratory disease. So why is this not front page news? The study published in the journal Circulation analyzed data from over 66,000 women, 42,000 men, and then compared the information on fruit and vegetable intake 
and death from 26 studies. After analyzing the data, the researchers found that having five servings of fruits and vegetables a day was linked to a longer lifespan. And not only linked to it, but in every single category, from death from any cause, death from heart disease, cancer, respiratory disease, all were reduced substantially. Now, it's interesting that heart disease, cancer, and respiratory disease were all reduced, respiratory disease substantially reduced your chances of dying from it when you eat more vegetables and fruits. That's interesting because according to the CDC, of the five leading causes of death, the top three are heart disease, cancer, and respiratory disease. The remaining two are stroke and unintentional injuries. So literally, if you eat more fruits and vegetables, we can eliminate, and and, and these are just percentages, 12% of heart disease deaths. So do the math, 12 times 6, because it's about um, 600,000 people every single year die of preventable heart disease. Well, in general, you know, preventable heart disease. And if you just ate more fruits and vegetables, (laughs) then it would be much less likely that you would die. So 12% reduction. I mean, we, you're talking about almost, was that 70, 75,000 people or something like that? I mean, it, I guess, depends on exactly what the number is. But if it's 600,000, you can reduce that by 12%. We're talking 70-something thousand people. So why is the woman with the bad teeth and the scarf not on television telling you that? Why is the four foot two Dr. Fauci not on television being like, look, if you just ate more vegetables and fruits, you'd be okay. 70 plus thousand people would be saved every year if they ate more vegetables and fruits just from heart disease. Just from heart disease. From cancer, 10% of deaths just for vegetables and fruits would be reduced. This is an average statistical analysis of dozens of big studies and tens and hundreds of thousands of people. It's not like we gave the vaccine to five people and four of them didn't die. It's safe and effective. This is, we gave it, we we looked at the data from dozens of studies and over 100,000 people, and uh, on average we can lower heart disease deaths by 70 plus thousand. I'm just doing the math, 12%. And then cancer by 10%. I don't think people are dying of cancer as much as they're dying of the treatments to cancer. And then 35% from respiratory disease like that is that's an incredible number and it's especially incredible when that's what everybody's so afraid of respiratory disease the cdc estimates that up to 40 percent of lower respiratory disease could be eliminated um that's a lot Uh, just that's preventable 40% could be eliminated. And a lot of that would probably come about 35% lower risk, according to the journal circulation of death from respiratory disease if you ate just a little more fruit and vegetables. And yes, 
If you're going to ask, can I drink apple juice? No, apple juice does not count because there's no fiber. There's very little nutrients in comparison with eating an apple. You're getting straight sugar. Of course, spinach, kale, lettuce, carrots, you know, even berries and citrus, if you eat them whole, whole foods, then they're going to have a much better effect on you. And of course, uh, it should also be noted that the fiber is going to feed your gut bacteria and produce compounds to improve your health and reduce your risk of disease. But who cares what the science says? I am going to take a bath in benzene after tonight's show because I don't want to get COVID. I'm going to take a bath in benzene. I'm going to slip my wrists, and as I'm bleeding out, I'm going to swallow a cyanide pill, and then I'm going to blow my brains out with the remaining life that I have left in my body because I don't want my son to get sick from COVID-19. It doesn't matter if he's not going to. It doesn't matter if it would be impossible for him to die from it because they still can't isolate the virus. I don't want him to get sick. I am going to bathe in benzene, and then I am going to take a cyanide capsule I might mix some quaternary ammonium compound, ammonium chloride compounds into the bath. Maybe I'll just bathe my kid in ammonium chloride. That's probably the best thing I could do. You know, and apparently you, you can spray kids that aren't yours with chemicals and you go to jail and you're like, I have a teacher's salary. I can't afford a lawyer. I vote blue no matter who. And the judge is like, well, that was just a misguided attempt to, to help kids. So you can go. It's just it's unbelievable. So this is what the study says. Those who had five servings a day of fruit and vegetables had a 13% lower risk of death from any cause. Okay, any cause. So hundreds of thousands, millions of people that die every year if they just ate a little bit better. We're talking tens of thousands, millions of deaths would be prevented a year. So if we're so worried about fourth waves and fifth waves and sixth waves and indefinite numbers of waves... We should probably be eating a little better. Don't you think just a little bit better? I mean, even if you just, you don't, you don't buy the eating better thing, like ah, I don't vegetables and fruits, at least take a vitamin D supplement. Do, do you, do you realize, I hope you realize that of the people who have died from COVID-19, 80% have died with severe vitamin D deficiency. So of the 94% of people who died of other things with COVID, not because of, but with COVID, they had the same vitamin D deficiency that the six people or the 6% of people who died from COVID only, at least that's how it was listed in association with a PCR test. Uh, they uh, 500 plus thousand people who died out of 29 million cases, which is a very small statistic, and then the people that actually died of COVID is even smaller. So you're literally talking about 29 million cases, 535,000 people died, and only 6% of the 535 died of actual COVID. So 6% of 535, we're looking at what? Like 30 to 35,000 people have died of only COVID? Of only COVID out of 29 million? Do the math. I can't do the math in my head. I'm not Matilda, but I can tell you that that's not a very high number. And I can tell you that more people die a year from heart disease, more people die a year from medical malpractice, more people die a year from peanut allergies than die from that. More people die from gun violence than die from COVID-19. 
Why are we so afraid? Vitamin D deficiency. I mean, that's just major, major studies, recent research. I mean, you find it in Healthline. I mean, JAMA published it. Journal of the American Medical Association. This was, hell, this was last September. Vitamin D deficiency. But that's okay because, oh my God, I died of COVID. It's not because of the vitamin D deficiency. It's not because of the benzene or the asbestos that I got cancer. It was because COVID gave me cancer. Didn't know COVID gives you cancer now. Did you know that COVID gives you cancer? It's okay, though, because we have to, we got to keep our kids safe. And if we don't spray them with toxic chemicals, bathe them in toxic chemicals, we just, we're not, we're not doing our part as parents, you know, and we should feel really, really bad that other people are getting sick because of their piss poor life decisions. And then as taxpayers, I have a better idea. Let's pay for it so they can sit down all day and pack their face full of disgusting crap. That's my job to pay for you to be sick. Did you know that? Because if you didn't know that, go ahead and sign up for disability and I will pay you gladly because I am sorry that you have a food addiction. That is not your fault. That is my fault. And if you're any other color but white, and if you're any other sexual identification than straight, it's also my fault. It's doubly my fault. So I'm really, really sorry about that. I'm really, really sorry. Next, they're going to tell you that straight white men are contributing to the pandemic more than anybody else. Wait, wait a minute. The CDC already said that. They said if you're straight and you're white, or I think they said if you're white, if you're like a, a, a basic cisgender male, you're more likely to not wash your hands. CDC. C-D-C. If you're white, you're more likely to spread the disease. And my personal favorite, if you speak English, you're more likely to spread disease. Wow. Because speaking German or speaking Japanese, speaking Spanish, these clearly don't have any kind of enunciation. There's no like enunciation like there is in English, right? It's just, if you see, if you think that COVID-19 could kill you, the best thing, just the, the best thing you can do is kill yourself first and then the virus won't Get ya. See, that's how it works. Get it? Obviously, don't go kill yourself. That's absolutely asinine. But people are spraying kids in the face with toxic chemicals and then thinking, oh, I did something great. I just, uh, that's, that, that, this story is so ridiculous. Teacher woke up behind bars this morning, accused of abusing four children in her classroom. The 51-year-old teacher says the incident started when her students wouldn't properly wear their masks. What she did next landed her in big trouble. So she assaulted them with aerosol cleaner, toxic, toxic chemicals, and other people are happily running around with hand sanitizer. But, you know, doesn't matter if it has benzene in it. Welcome back to CBS This Morning. During the pandemic, we've relied on those hand sanitizers to help keep us safe. But now an independent study suggests some products may be having the exact opposite effect. You think so? Researchers detected higher than allowed levels of benzene in 21 products from 15 different brands. CBS News found some of those products for sale on major retailers' websites. 
chronic exposure to benzene is known to cause blood disorders, including leukemia. Yep. And then if you mix that in with all the other chemicals that people are ingesting, inhaling, injecting and rubbing onto their skin, it is a toxic soup. An environment of toxicity that, yeah, it's going to make you sick. It's going to make you sick. And if you're obese, you're more likely to die in general from a number of complications. Vaccines won't work on you. And the Royal College of Psychiatrists, Dr. Agnes Ayton from the Royal College of Psychiatrists, says that the anti-obesity message is causing people to eat and develop disorders. Um, That sounds to me, people that say, this anti-obesity message is making me eat. No, that's just an excuse because you're a fat pile of crap. Okay? You got to justify everything that you do that's a poor decision by saying it's somebody else's fault. Okay? You're a loser. All right? It's your fault. All right? It was my fault. When I had issues, it's your fault when you have issues. Now, there are certain things that aren't your fault, though, however. All right? So don't be discouraged. A lot of things aren't your fault. Nobody teaches you about the deception at the supermarket. Nobody teaches you about the deception in the medical industry. Those are things you have to learn for yourself. And when you learn them, it's empowering. Okay? Rather than blaming other people for your problems, you're going to get me sick. No, you're getting yourself sick. Stop with the benzene hand sanitizer, stop injecting, inhaling, snorting, and rubbing and bathing in chemicals. Eat a little bit of fruit and veggies, and it'll be better. Okay, according to the actual data, you have a better chance of living if you take fruits and vegetables into consideration and you don't use hand sanitizer. Uh, and I guess if you're not white, you have a better chance of not spreading the disease. But, <laughs> you know, that's what the CDC says. Can you believe anything? It's no wonder nobody has a clue what's going on. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. I appreciate you all tuning in tonight to listen. We have Easter coming up. So happy Easter, happy Ostara, happy Ishtar, happy Eostra. I hope you guys go out there and find the egg of Ishtar and get the blessing of Ishtar. At this point in the last year and a half, uh, we all need a little bit of a blessing. I feel blessed to be able to bring you this show five nights a week here on The Fringe. It's because of listeners like you. And if you would like to support this show, you can obviously share us on social media, tell other people about us, or subscribe to our archive for the show. You'll also get access to the montages and my digital books. And you'll still get, through Easter, a physical copy of one of my books, for free with free shipping in the U.S. We also drop ship around the world and you can use this deal to renew your yearly subscription. It's $50 for a year. You get access to all that. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Have a good Ishtar. And we'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. 
You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.